Hi everybody and welcome to episode 14 of Active Souls podcast with me Joshua Strysky, me Paul Dennett and me Sarah Ashby. Thank you. We got a co-host, a female co-host. Good. That's always a good thing, isn't it? How are you doing, Sarah? You all right? Yeah, not bad. Surviving. Long time no see. Well, I know. Track isn't on. <laughs> well, it's rubbish. So for all our listeners around the world, obviously, we welcome Sarah to the pod today. So to give you a bit of background about Sarah, she's a personal trainer and spin class instructor of nine years. She's a park run addict and also a run director for Chip and Sobbery Park Run, which is a local Bristol park run. So we're really excited to talk about that in a bit more detail. Um, she's a mum of two little people and is also known in the local area as the crazy running pregnant lady, which I'm sure we'll touch on later on in the pod as well. Um, and Sarah used to do a lot of uh, CrossFit and you actually hated running, if I... Uh, Remember yeah. rightly, is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. I would do anything to avoid running in any kind of workout. I'd row, I'd do anything else that I could apart from run. Wow, oh. how times have changed. Definitely. Yeah, we'll have a chat about that in a bit. So um, as we record this, just a quick apology to our listeners. We're a bit late on episode 14. Uh, last week in the UK, uh, lockdown was announced and everything went a bit crazy again with work and life and all that sort of stuff. So we're a, bit, a little bit slow bringing out episode 14. Uh, but we're here now. How is lockdown for you two this time round? Second time round? Is it slightly different? Feel slightly different? Yeah, um, it, yeah, it's hard, but I don't think it's as bad as first time round. So you're, you work in a gym. Gym's yeah. now closed again. Yeah, so I just got my classes back for three weeks and then I waved goodbye to them again. Oh. Sadly, but yeah. One so have you, have you um, started doing any of these stuff online for your clients to see? Yeah, so I did, so since the first lockdown, I've done my personal training sessions via Zoom. And it's actually interesting because most of my clients, even when the lockdown was lifted, actually stayed on Zoom. Right. Because they just really like the convenience of not having the faff of going anywhere and they can do it from their home and it's done so from that respect we've just kind of just continued really into this lockdown and then i've also started teaching some online hip classes as well which are really good so they started this monday to replace some of my spin classes oh fair play in the meantime yeah josh how are you finding it this time around you did put a quite a poignant post on facebook in the week about lockdown and stuff yeah i did yeah i think it's just important to take learnings from the last lockdown really i think what went well what didn't go so well and almost have a bit of a strategy in place to uh to attack it uh lockdown 2.0 as uh, as they're calling it yeah definitely so with that in mind then what learnings are you taking forward this time what what did you what are you going to do differently so I think for me, it's just um, obviously bear in mind the time of year now. So it's later on in the year. So dark nights, dark mornings, things like that. Obviously, previously I was getting out on my bike quite a lot um, and obviously keeping still quite a lot of training structure in place. Um, I was actually quite hard on myself last time round because 
I wasn't doing as much as I wanted to training wise. Um, whereas actually this time round, I've sort of been a lot more relaxed with it um, and not really kind of punishing, my sh- punishing myself or being hard on myself for not fulfilling the normal training regime that I would. Because when you, when you think back, so we came out of lockdown, so probably for like the three weeks on the build up to it, this time around, I was kind of like, you know, hitting the gym five times a week, swimming at least twice a week. And reality is now gyms and everything have shut. And like I said, with the dark nights, dark mornings and the weather, you know, raining, cold and everything else, I'm I'm just never, ever going to be able to fulfill the same level of training that I was doing before lockdown. And I think it's just accepting that and realising that actually it's only a short term thing. Um, and the current position that I'm in won't be the position that I like my final destination, if you like. So um, it's just, yeah, being relaxed. I haven't, I haven't really signed up to any, you know, I think a few people in our local area, haven't they? They've done, you know, challenges and stuff like that. Whereas actually I just kind of thought to myself, I've still been working and stuff. So I haven't got all the hours in the world at my disposal. So this time of year normally would be quite sort of like a wind down anyway stroke tick over through the winter so I'm just not heaping any pressure on myself whatsoever with training or anything and I'm just going out and you know ticking over and and doing what I can when I can really I think one thing you said there acceptance is quite a big big key thing I think when you it's one of those things once you accept it and then look beyond what's actually going on you can actually plan things a little bit better especially now as i say races there's nothing in the diary is there so as you say just ticking over is is something we just really need to do sarah with the gym stuff are you how are you setting up your clients and stuff are you putting plans in place looking for future events or are you just trying to keep them on a a a nice maintained level yeah we're just ticking over at the moment so um lots of my clients have got different goals so but at the moment I think they're very much the same as Josh in terms of just acceptance and just let's do what we can so my role really is just to keep them moving keep them active keep them sane really just through the weirdness it is it's just it is that it is literally just trying to stay sane through the weirdness that's a really good way of putting it uh and I say just putting one foot in front of the air and getting around the door and getting some fresh air sometimes is enough to to keep yeah. away the uh, the demons so part run let's have a good chat about part run i'm amazed how many people that are I come across runner wise still don't do or know a lot about part run so it's amazing it's, it's unbelievable yeah. so sarah tell us a bit a little bit about part run how you got involved uh, and what the crack is so Park Run started in October 2004 and uh, with Bushy Park Park Run, I think it was about 13 runners decided they wanted to do a time trial and that's how it was born. I actually myself didn't find out about it until so Florence was six months old and I just thought I'm just going to try and do a few different things, get into running, uh, got a running buggy and then came across this thing called Park Run and I'd never been decided that I'd have a little look, see which were my local ones on the website and came across uh, Ashton Court and decided to do that as my first part run with a buggy. <laughs> you did Ashton Court as your first one with the hill? Yeah, I didn't, funny enough, I didn't read the course description page to tell me that it was <laughs> a mile and a half uphill. 
Yeah, so for uh, people outside, no, no, um, no. outside Bristol, outside the UK, Ashton Court is a, a really nice place and right in the middle of Bristol. Uh, a bit of greenery with a nice manor house, but it is literally on a hill. So part run, you've got to run, was it 1.5 up and then 1.5 yeah. back down? Yeah, I mean, it's worth it for the, for the run down. The views are beautiful. Oh, the but, views are amazing. Uh, yeah. Not ideal with a buggy, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I discovered Park Run in Florence was six months old. So, that would have been two, April 2017, was my first one. So, and then I just kind of got hooked, really. I, I really liked the idea of going along. Um, have, it doesn't matter if you don't know anyone else at all, you can just get involved. It feels like you're all there together. Just the community side of it, really. So, explain so, it's a part runs a free event. Yeah, free event, 5K, free weekly time. So, obviously, at the moment, it's not weekly, but the idea is, is that it's a 5K free event that is run for anyone and everyone. And that can be whether you walk it, jog it, run it, skip it, kids do it with you, whatever. So yeah, yeah. and then you get all your results every single week. You have, you're sat with a part one part one profile, and then your results are emailed to you every week, and you can see how you're doing. And depending on what your goals are, it might be to get quicker, it might be to achieve a certain number of part runs, it might just be just just get out there. So yeah, it's yeah, it's brilliant. It's really so once you set up your profile, you can then do any other park run in your local yeah. area. Yeah. So you choose a home park run, which so that would be the one that you're most likely to be associated with in terms of like your most local park run, and then but that doesn't stop you from doing any other park run. You can you can move around freely. You can do lots of different park runs, and they call it park run tourism. So, um, yeah, you can tick off the alphabet of park runs. You can do whatever you like. Because how many we got in Bristol now? Is it four, five? Uh, oh, gosh. Well, Ashton Court, Chipping Sotbury, Pompbury Hill. Kingsham. Kingsham, Somerdale. Um, is that one? Eastfield Park. Eastfield Park, yeah. Oh, that's five. Five. Yeah. And then Which how did you come into becoming like a race director then? How did that all came, come about? Uh, so I've done a lot of park runs at Chippensoffrey and I got talking to one of the park run directors there. We'd actually met down at Holden, um, Holden Forest down in Exeter. We just bumped into each other there that we were both doing the run at the same time. And he'd been trying to persuade me for ages, just, oh, you'd be a really good park run director. And I was like, no. And at the time I was really quite pregnant and I just thought, <laughs> I've already got one child. I've got another one on the way. Um, but typical me, I ended up caving and obviously just, yeah, just decided to do it. So um, I did my first run director role last August, I think it was. And so what does that actually entail when you say run director? What, what, yeah, what does so the job you, as a run director, so run, part run is run entirely by volunteers. So we, there's a core team uh, and that the size of that will vary depending on different part runs. But essentially, there's a core team of people who are responsible for organising it every week. And so that involves um, putting on the actual run and making sure everything runs smoothly as the run director, making sure that you've got enough volunteers during the week leading up to it to make sure that all the, the vital roles are filled for barcode scanning and helpers and car park marshals and everything. And then, yeah, on the day, obviously, you're responsible for making sure that everything goes smoothly and safely and that the results are processed and that everyone gets their result. 
Um, I'm amazed how many people turn up on a Saturday morning for park run, especially when we do local to us is Chipping Sobbury. Yeah. And how many, what, 450 people do you reckon yeah. on a Saturday morning? Yeah, we average between three and 400. Um, we've, we've been over 500 at times. But yeah, yeah, sort of around the 400 figure. And I say, it's amazing with that number of people running that there are still runners out there that don't know about parkrun. I know. I just think it's amazing what's on your doorstep that you just don't know until you know. And for a free event as well. It's, uh, yeah, really it's just good. such a good initiative. And they've, that parkrun are just really dedicated to trying to keep it free forever. Um, so, yeah. Is it, is it uh, my understanding, is it international? Is there a, there's park runs all around the world as well, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. So there's, I think park runs in about 200 countries, and some of those countries are back now. Um, obviously, we were we were quite close to coming back in October. We had the announcement that park run was going to return, and then obviously the current climate changed a little. So, yeah, yeah it's gone again for now in the UK. So, uh, on the horizon, is there anything? Or are they just playing it by ear now? What what's yeah. their fear? Is it the social distancing and stuff? Well, I think I think the trouble is 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 it is really hard in any park run event to um you, you just can't police the social distancing yeah. and it's quite a lot to put on volunteer teams who already have a lot to do. Uh so I think I mean when we were due to return in October, the the social distancing itself wasn't immediately so much of an issue because obviously people need to take responsibility for that themselves um, we were thinking more along the lines of how do we put things in place to keep people safe and like contact points of things so and obviously a lot of that we 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 did talk about and we sort of have plans for that were set higher up yeah but yeah obviously part run then didn't come back in the uk sadly yeah because so, i know there's a there's there's a few running races on currently that are doing like time trial starts and yeah. uh, all that sort of stuff but i say when it's run by volunteers like yourselves it's quite hard to manage that amount yeah. of people and, so, so, and i think there was a lot talked about up at sort of higher levels about different you know lots of people in the partner community came up with some really good ideas but a lot of them, for example, like staggered starts, it's like, how can you, how yeah. can you manage that with a small volunteer team? It's really difficult. They've, um, they've started doing part runs in prisons and stuff now as well, haven't they? I'm a, a massive fan of Chrissy Wellington, the uh, uh, ex-world um, champion uh, Ironman, and she does a lot with part run. I think they've started doing them in prisons and things. Yeah, there was one in Bris Bristol or Gloucester or somewhere, I think there was one not, not, um, that started this, earlier this year or maybe end of last year. Yeah. So how many yeah. part runs have you done? What number are you up to? Because you get special t-shirts for... Yeah, you do. I, I, of course, I know exactly how many I've done. I've done 115. 115? 115, yeah. So oh, I've, got my, I've got my red t-shirt at 50 and I've got my black t-shirt at 100. And then, yeah, 115 at the moment. Josh, how many have you done? Um, there's a difference there. <laughs> Sarah can tell you where when and how many Josh is like I'm not sure <laughs> but I, I will take one thing I have done the Paris park run and I won ah. so yeah I've, I remember seeing that on your Strava and your Facebook I was very impressed yeah, yeah, the no, centre of Paris the Arc de Triomphe I love that it was, it was so good but to answer your question I've done probably I think I reckon I've done maybe double figures, maybe 10. 
Yeah. I, I reckon I have done probably a few more, but I haven't. I'm sorry, I'm going to probably get told off now. Or <laughs> I haven't registered or like yeah. done it officially. I, I've done, I reckon I've done the same. I reckon I've done at least, well, officially about 22, 23, but unofficially where I forgot to take my barcode because I've rushed out the door. I'm probably about closer to 40, 45, I reckon. Tap, tap. So, <laughs> my, um, my husband drives me potty because he's, when he started part run, I think he didn't scan in for yes, however many. And then we had a standing joke that he'd be stuck on 49 forever because that's just the way it would go. Yeah. And his very last part run before lockdown was number 49. Was it? So yeah, he's now stuck. <laughs> and then he said, oh, I'm not even really that bothered about getting my t-shirt for 50. I was like, what? Oh, <laughs> the best bit about hitting the 50s is when people bring cake. Yeah, absolutely. It's all yeah. about the cake. Part it run. is all so, about the cake and the community yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And that, yeah. Definitely. Part run is not just about the running. It's all about, I mean, certainly for me, that like, I love just seeing everyone there and, having a chat and just, you know, some weeks you might absolutely want to cane it and bust round and other weeks you might just want to have a little trot and a chat round, but it's just about whatever you fancy doing. So Josh said in your uh, intro that you weren't a massive fan of running. So how does someone who's into CrossFit and all that sort of stuff go from now into running and being a, a part run director? What, what changed in your life to, to take you to running? Uh, so I had Florence in September 2016 and obviously like the the months were quite warm then um, and I could get to the gym I was on maternity leave I was I was in the gym and training and I could take her with me and then sort of as so that was perfect for then as the weather changed into the winter because we were inside but then as the weather got nicer towards the spring again she was six months old you could buggy run with a six month old just because of safety so and I just decided it was quite hard she started moving around and it was quite hard to take her to the gym with me so she bum shuffled everywhere which was I mean it's great but she just instead of crawling someone's she, just about to drop a dart a, 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 a dar, what's it called barbell on her yeah i go to the gym a lot i can't even pronounce the word <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it just it got to the spring and i just thought i might just buy a running buggy and just it meant i just thought i'll just try it and just see because with running you can leave your house you can you can open your front door you can go out for a particular period of time whatever time you've got and you can be back rather than i mean gyms are great don't get me wrong i, I work in one and i love them but that it is quite convenient to just leave your front door fit it in and it just became something that we could do together so she loved it it could be something that we did together when she napped and she could just have a little nap in the buggy or she could cheer in along and then I think then when I discovered part run that was in the April that I, it just for me I was like oh I love part run I'm going to do it every Saturday so I just kind of had that routine of doing it every Saturday and that just kept me running in between as well so yeah there's, there's some pretty fast guys with the uh the push chairs and stuff in there <laughs> yeah. i think there's a guy at chipping sobri that does it in like 17 minutes or something like that yeah. with, with a push chair. just amazing crazy what well, you you're doing that josh electric one <laughs> yeah pulls them along yeah <laughs> well, it's like the golf buggies that you get the little caddies to carry your club yeah <laughs> Engine. Just he's actually he's not pushing. He's holding on. Yeah, that's a <laughs> he's being dragged along. A bit like the people with their dogs when they do part run with their dogs, <laughs> and the dogs are like ten yards in front of them, dragging them along, and their oh. feet are going a thousand miles an hour. 
Yeah. I have to, I have to say, run, although running with a buggy is hard, it there is something about the momentum that does sort of just keep you ticking over. I suppose you're leaning into it a little bit as well. Yeah, it's, you've got to kind of like one arm run really, because otherwise if you run with two hands, your posture ends up quite stilted. But yeah. Yeah, it's just, yeah, I love it. Although I didn't love it today. I took so what do you say kids got to be six months before they can be in a run buggy? Yeah, they, they do say roughly around six months because it's to do with um, support of the neck and just before that they're very little and it's just not very safe um, to have them bouncing around in a buggy, basically. So being a PT and stuff and being a, a, a mum of two young young kids and stuff, how, how easy did you find it to get back into fitness after you had the, the kids? Um, I suppose for me, because I've always been quite an active person and I stayed at really active all the way. I was lucky enough to be really active all the way. Right, so we'll stop there. Your last part run before you had your little one, the, the, your little boy. Yeah. How far gone were you? How were you uh, ready to pop? <laughs> so I ran on the Saturday and then I actually did my run leader course that weekend as well and they were horrified when I turned up really pregnant. And then I had him on the Thursday. <laughs> That's mental. And then I took him. I took him to part run that Saturday to volunteer. <laughs> you were there. I was there. Yeah, was I was nice. stood there. I think as well. What's going on? Two days old. Yeah. So, do you recommend that? Not because you weren't, as I say, you weren't doing like a seventeen-minute or five k at that point. But you still recommend people be active all the way up to the end, like yeah. that. Yeah. I just I think every pregnancy is really different so it, it you may be able to stay really active all the way through you may struggle to so I think it's about just yeah adjusting where you can and um, just working with what you've got really and just being sensible I mean for me because I'd always been really active and I mean yeah like you said I wouldn't bust I mean I couldn't bust like a 17 minute five day anyway but <laughs> I wish I could but yeah it's you just adjust you know it's all about keeping your heart rate at a nice controlled breathe and um, sort of your conversation you're not panting to breathe all those kind of things just being really sensible and just yeah if you feel like something's too much just dial it down yeah oh, fair play but I think yeah also I think as well don't be disheartened if the next person is able to do way more than you because doing something is better than nothing and yeah. even if you know lots of people can't run when they're pregnant or go to the gym and but if you can get out for a walk and just keep moving that way then that's great as well oh, fair shape so going forward then um part run director what is there anything after that do you become like area leader or anything like that or is it just a case <laughs> no. of well, you could do, but I think if I took on any more, my husband would just kill me because he says he doesn't <laughs> see me as it is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Jake did Jake took a part run because he said, it's the only way I'm going to get to see you. <laughs> see you on a Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah. Which is quite nice. We do, we do a lot of part run when we can. Obviously, when part run's on, we do a lot together and do it as a little family, which is nice. Um, but yeah, I think he'd, he'd kill me if I took on any more responsibilities. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favourite part run, Josh? Which one would you go to if you had to? Mm, horses for courses, if you ask me. I think it all depends on what you're trying to do. Are you just building it into a longer run session? Cause Which is a good way of starting a Saturday morning. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I don't know, are you trying to go for a PB on a certain course? Do you just want a nice flat one? Do you want a challenge and go up a hill? I think we're quite lucky in Bristol, like you said, when you've touched on 
all the different park runs, I think if you think about them logically, they all offer something different. So you've got like Chip and Sobbury, renowned to be, you know, a flat, quick park run. You've got uh, Ashton Court, which is the hill, um, basically a hill up and then the hill back down, isn't it? It's like an eight and back. And then you've got Pomfrey, something, well, it's got the hill, hasn't it? But I think it's quite, what, it's like a, like a square, isn't it, really? It's almost like flat down a flat up a hill flat yeah. so, yeah, i reckon yeah. the hardest one in our area is eastfield park yeah eastfield's deceiving yeah because that hill even though the, the the gradient isn't a massive percentage it just goes on and on and on really draggy yeah i reckon that's True, one of yeah. the hardest i reckon yeah and again it all, it all depends what you're trying to do doesn't it whether you're trying to go for like a a PB time on that course. I think the thing I do do with Parkrun though is I do hold separate 5k times for each one because so I you think, don't compare them. Yeah, so I don't, I don't ever. I, yeah, I don't ever compare them. I, I only ever compare my like Chip and Sobbery Park Run time to my Chip and Sobbery Park Run time, like when I run it. Obviously, I haven't got a lot to compare because I looked on my app a minute ago and technically I've only ever done six Park Runs. So. <laughs> I've seen you at more than that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, and, and that's what I mean. I, I've definitely been to like yeah. a double figure amount. Um, but again, I, I think, like like I said, it's probably because a lot of the time I try to build it in to uh, my my run training. So I'll actually be on a longer run. And then what's, what's good is sometimes I'll go steady, get to park run, use park run as like a 5K blast, and then run steady again to wherever i'm going so um yeah it can be used for like different training purposes and it's nice because like you said you you see all the people there and it's quite a nice social thing isn't it you see similar faces like every week and it's good to catch up with people. you know about normal life oh. um, which in lockdown we didn't we didn't get at this moment in time but I think it's definitely to to look forward to. I can't wait for Park Run to to be honest. Um, as and when you know yourself and the the hierarchy at Park Run decide, you know, can be. So I'm looking forward to it though, definitely. One thing that's um, really um, coming to the fore is the Couch to Five K. Um, that's um, lots of little groups of that are now descending on park run on a uh, weekly basis and stuff as well which is really good yeah a lot of them use park run as their graduation so yeah. they train however many weeks they train for and then their graduation would be at a park run which is really nice yeah it's good um crossfit quick question about crossfit what's yeah how is that because i i did actually fancy doing a little bit of crossfit yeah is why it, not is it now my my only concern is you do hear people get injured quite easily because of their technique is that yeah i think i think crossfit has moved on in a good way quite a lot i think back in the day it used to be very all about just how many reps you can well in a china shop style yeah and i think i think over the years just through the quality of coaches and things like that that the quality of it has definitely improved I love watching the um, CrossFit games on Amazon and Netflix and all that sort of stuff. It, Great, um, it? Until they start walking on their hands and I just think, well, I don't <laughs> think I can do that. <laughs> oh, they are beasts, definitely. They're mental. Have you ever done it, Josh? No, never. No, not CrossFit. Can you I walk, can you, enjoy it now, can you walk on your hands? I do reckon you'd enjoy it, Josh. I, I, I used to be able to walk on my hands. I don't know if I'd be able to do it now. 
Oh, it's really off-putting, isn't it? And they're not normally doing it with their shirt off, which just not my bag not my I bag know, at all yeah. <laughs> it, it, it makes me laugh as well because crossfit is very about functional fitness when do we ever walk on our hands <laughs> that's not functional <laughs> but it's a nice it's a nice skill to have yeah no uh, a party trick why not yeah i know and there's a few gyms out in i know definitely in bristol that actually do walking on hand tutorials and stuff yeah there's, um, there's a few like hand hand schools and yeah definitely Maybe we should do that, Josh, as a, a Saturday afternoon, we'll record, take the podcast equipment and we'll just go and record ourselves trying to do handstands <laughs> and stuff. Uh, look at his face, Sarah. I know this is an audio, but look at his face. He's well up for it, isn't he? You can tell. <laughs> he can't wait. Hey, well, listen, I've always said I'll give anything a go once. I can see it. Say that again, Josh. I said, with, within reason, Paul, don't get carried away. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, there'll be a few things we do. Right, so what's the plan for you lot going forward then? We're in lockdown. Josh, you're just going to take it easy. Sarah, have you got anything anything planned going forward? Are you just ticking over, still doing all your classes and stuff? Yeah, so I'd got back to doing my classes for a few weeks and obviously they've gone again now. But I think for me, interestingly, is actually to get out there and get running again because I've let it over lockdown. Um, the last the last lockdown, I was quite good. I kept it up. But then I just, I sometimes you just find different things you enjoy and just you just change your focus a little bit. So I think it's going to be hard coming into the winter. But I think for me, it's just getting back out there because I've realised that park run was the thing that kept me focused every week because I knew I had that every Saturday. So yeah, I just need to get back out there and just get running again. I ran today and it really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> How far did you go? Oh, only three miles. Just I had to go and pick right. up. That's my one of my big bugbears is when well, people say only. only three miles. No, 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 no. Three miles is a bloody long way. It is a long way, and I think I, when I say only, I don't mean in the grand scheme of things only. I just mean in comparison to what I used to do. Um, did you have your fancy leggings on? I did, yeah. See, lockdown has been bad for me because not that I've got the money to do it, but I've just been buying far too many leggings. <laughs> well, at the end of the pod, we'll uh, we'll give a shout out for your Instagram um, oh. details so that people can actually check out your leggings. Uh. <laughs> You'll probably see me out there running. You'll be like, "Oh, that's crazy leggings again." <laughs> oh, fair play. And are you doing? You say you're doing classes at home. Are you into your bike and all that sort of stuff? Is triathlon something you'd be interested in in the future? I, I'm not very good at swimming, so I can swim, but I'm just not a very confident swimmer. So I think that's what puts me off doing a try. I, maybe, I'd never say never, because it is good to do things that make you feel uncomfortable. Do you feel, you, you're confident on the bike? Yeah, the bike, yeah, I give the bike a good go. Like, I, I mean, I know spinning is different to an outside bike in some ways, but I do feel, I feel like I've got the bike fitness there, the potential for that. And I feel like if I worked on my running a bit more, I'd have that. But yeah, running, uh, swimming, just, yeah, I'm just such a rubbish swimmer. I love spin classes. I reckon spin classes is one of the, the best um, bang for your buck exercises yeah. you can do. For me, I, I just love like planning a session, like what we're going to do, what music we're going to use. And I, I just, I can't listen to the radio without thinking, oh, that'd be a really good sprint, or that'd be a really good hill. And I've just got bits of paper everywhere with songs written on them. And yeah, I just, I just love the vibe of a swing class. 
do you have um do you have it now with um i don't know at your gym whether you've got it or not but i know a few gyms now they have it where they um project the details of the bike on yeah. the wall we don't but i know some gyms that do Oh yeah, I, I absolutely I, I love that. I reckon but that's, that's your competitiveness coming out, isn't it? That that is massively my competitiveness. Like, <laughs> you, you used to like coin my gear sometimes that like, you'd see someone there and their legs would be spinning like real, real quick. And like the instructor would be like, Yeah, yeah, so pump it up now, you should be on like at least like level sixteen or something like that. And you look over, you think you're definitely not on level sixteen, are you? And then but with this it shows all like the, everyone's stats so yeah. it's, it's quality I love it see you pro but like you know I mean it in like a positive way because ultimately you get called out for it whereas like sometimes people obviously go all right guys 16 no thanks I'll put it on like 12 and just spin my legs or whatever or see they're actually not getting like a lot out of it are they whereas now with this the instructor's constantly like ah right bike 10 like yeah. and they can see that person is like not on the relevant like gear or putting in the effort and then someone's on them and then in instantly that person just like picks up their game and then starts like smashing it you know and like taking it to another level so i think it's like a really good positive thing and obviously for the uh competitive people in the world <laughs> um, <laughs> um yeah maybe, maybe me i do obviously like to see other people then, but like, the thing is for the first 10 minutes i'm trying to count the bikes to work out which bike i'm on and then which bike the person i'm trying to compete with is on and you're just trying <laughs> to look at the back of the saddle to find the numbers and that sort of stuff and in the end you just gotta give up and just go for it i think yeah have you ever done well, that I've, peloton sir no but i've seen i have seen a lot about it yeah one of our um one of our uh club members mr james hardiman's got um the peloton bike in his house now and he's I disappeared. Well, I haven't seen him for months. All he does is listen to, I can't remember the lady's name. I live with random ladies. I've seen yeah. that. <laughs> They're quite good, I think, aren't they, by all accounts? But it's like then you buy the bike, which is almost, I think, around £2,000. It's a monthly subscription, isn't it? Yeah, I yeah, think you I pay think a so. subscription and then you get access to the videos or however it streams. Yeah, but you might yeah. as well just jump on YouTube, really. I mean, there's got to be enough ones on YouTube if you want to do yeah. stuff at home. But I, I think that's, and nowadays we're really lucky that there is a wealth of stuff out there. Yeah, yeah. So just, and it's, we, yeah, just try things and try and find something you like and something you enjoy because then you're more likely to stick to it. Talking to YouTube, did you see Mr. Uh, Joe Wicks is doing his 24 hour PE class for children in need today? Yeah, I saw that. Are you a Joe Wicks fan? I am, and I have. I did do some of his at the start of lockdown because we we thought it'd be nice to do it as a family. But yeah, Florence, I think two minutes in was like, "Mummy, I'm tired," yeah. <laughs> and then actually let go. Um, and I think she was she's just a little bit too small. She's just turned four, so I mean, she loves being active, but yeah, I think it was a bit too much. He's proper marmite, isn't he? There's quite a few PTs yeah. and nutritionists that aren't big fans. Yeah, I just. I don't know. I just, it's each to their own really, but I just think anyone who does anything to try and encourage people to move is good. And uh, everyone's got their own way of doing things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've just got to find someone and something that you like to follow, haven't you? Oh, it, it, for getting the masses going, he's, you, you yeah. can't beat him really, can you? Yeah. And with his well, nutrition. I think, I think you, yeah, I think, I think you, that's a really good outlook though, Sarah, really, isn't it? That, 
you know, I think everyone, there's more than one way, isn't there, to skin yeah. a cat, they say, like potato, potato, like, you know, that sort of thing. And ultimately, you just got to pick what suits you as like an individual. But actually, you know, he's doing a great thing in trying to engage as many people as he possibly can. And I was going to say to you about that, actually, do you get involved in any of the kids park run stuff being a run director or is that completely separate? Because they do do a kids park run, don't they, on yeah. Saturday? Yeah, so they, on a Sunday morning, is the... Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, so they've got one at Eastfield, one at Page Park as well. And I think the Little Stoke one is still running, even though the Little Stoke Big Park run isn't. But yeah, I, so I've, although I'm not on the core team there, I do often, when it was running, volunteer. So I would take Florence along with me and we'd quite often tail walk. So we'd get to put our little tails on and walk at the back to make sure that we were the last people. And that what distance did. do the kids do? Uh, 2K. 2K, is it? Yeah, 2K, yeah. Um, and some of the kids are just amazing. That's, I mean, all of the kids are amazing for doing it. But the ones, the fastest ones, I just, that some of them can run faster than we can. They're just yeah. incredible. We had, um, last time we did the Active Soul Family Festival of Running, there was a young lad there who, who normally does part run on a Saturday because we'd taken over the part run slot. He'd come to run in our event and he won the 5K. Uh, and I think he was like, 12 years old or something like that and he just beat all the adults yeah and you just think if they're if they're like that now like how amazing are they going to be in years to come oh, i keep telling to people we need to start like a sports agency and just start signing people up when we come across them at park run and places like that and because i just think anything like kids are like sponges so they see you do it and they want to do it as well so it is amazing that they they sort of soak things up and, and with the kids one, Sarah, what's the situation? So they run with an adult and how, yeah. how old have got to be to do it? So they've got to be at least four to do it. So, um, but they do have to run with an adult until a certain age. I can't quite remember a certain age. Um, I've got a feeling it's over 11. So that's for the adults one. Eh? On the kids one, they can run by themselves. Yeah, on the kids ones, they, they can run by themselves. But they, um, so the kids' ones are set up so that there's marshals at every possible visual position. So uh, so the idea is, is that a child should always be able to be seen by one of those marshals. They can't run out the gate. Yeah, at any given point. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. What, um, what about you, Paul? What are you up to fitness-wise? Oh, don't ask. <laughs> right, you can tell Sarah has not been listening to our podcast, Josh. We invite her on as a co-host. And no, I've listened to some of them, but yeah. I haven't listened to all of them. But yeah, what crazy stuff are you doing at the moment? Um, I'm running 112 miles in February from London to Bristol. I thought so. So currently I'm up to about 50 odd miles a week. That's I did amazing. a marathon on Saturday. I'm going to do another marathon this Saturday. Um, but yeah, just ticking over. Just How are you feeling? I feel all right. I'm tired this week. I've had a little bit of... Um, bit under the weather i've had a pick up a little bit of a cold not covid but um just like a snotty cold and a sinus cold yeah and just feel a bit bit rough but yeah i'm all good i'm actually finding it it's just the time aspect of it that's the hardest the actual getting out there and doing the the running or the jogging isn't too bad it's just the the time aspect of trying to plan everything and being out the house for a chunk of time out your day isn't it oh huge and it's hard when you've got a family as well because they're all at home waiting for you, I suppose. Yeah. And to be honest, lockdown has probably worked in my favour a little bit because it's taken certain things out of the calendar. 
and it's yeah. given me a little bit more time to do stuff. So yeah. I haven't got to worry about planning track events and I ain't got to pl- worry about doing stuff on the weekend. I can literally just focus on going to work and then coming home, doing a little bit of training and then spending it with the family. Oh, good. So, yeah, it's all good. Right. Uh, you, um, how you just say, oh, I'm just doing a marathon on Saturday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we're allowed in the UK for the, the, the overseas listeners because we got, we're worldwide now, Josh. Worldwide. Worldwide, baby. baby. Who have we got? Oh, we're, we're all around the world. Canada, don't make us list them. Last week we listed the, the, all the countries that were listening to us. Wow. Yeah, so we're all, So in the UK, if you're listening outside, we're allowed to take one person with us from another household to, to train with. Uh, and last Saturday I did a marathon uh, and a good friend of all of ours, Rob Keach, came out and just banged out 20 miles like it was nothing. Rob's amazing, I think. He's an animal. He's an absolute animal. Top, just, top man. He just gets on with it. Yeah, really, really yeah, good. Really good. So yeah, that was that was my weekend. I say we've got another marathon plan this weekend, if all being well. So yeah, that's uh, all good. Uh, one other thing I did want to pick up on. Did you guys see about... Um, is it was his name Chris Nikiki? He was a Down syndrome athlete that completed an Ironman on the weekend. Yes, unbelievable! That is yeah. absolutely crazy. Yeah, I saw some of the pictures of him coming through the finish line, which is amazing. Yeah, what were you going to say, Josh? No, I said yeah, he was the first ever person, wasn't he? With yeah, complete one. Yeah, great achievement. Yeah, huge, absolutely huge. And it kind of just really emphasizes that it doesn't, if you put your mind to something and you have, say, the right training and the right guidance, anything's achievable, really, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. Is mental. Definitely. Um, one, that's one other thing, I've, uh, just to go back to part run very, very quickly. Um, we, you see it get a lot of guided blind runners turn up at Chipping Sobbery. Is that something that they promote as well? Yeah, it's not something particular to Chip and Sobbery, but I think probably the fact that we're a flat course and quite an even-footed course lends itself well to that. But yeah, so the um, so all of the park runs encourage, well, anyone. So the idea is it's really inclusive to anyone and everyone. And obviously that does include visually impaired people. Yeah. And quite often uh, across the southwest. So I think there's a group of... Um, visual uh, guides that would help um, and if we know that a particular runner is coming and they haven't got a guide then we can try and help source them a guide so yeah no, no good because Andy Barton he's one of your run um, yes. directors he yeah. does it doesn't he I think yeah he's, a, he's done a lot of guide running yeah we're hoping yeah. to get him on the podcast at some point in the future oh that'd be good yeah he's a good guy yeah, good guy. Right. One thing we do like to ask our guests when they do come on as well is for a workout, uh, a special workout that you like to do, like a workout of the week. Um, oh. What's your go-to, sir? If you had an hour spare, what sort of workout would oh, you prefer? Oh, that's really hard. So I've been doing a lot of home workouts, just sort of hit style stuff to get nice and sweaty. And I do quite like I do quite like something that's weighted, so a kettlebell or a dumbbell if you've got one. Right. So go on and give us give us a, a kettlebell workout. Oh, so oh god, you've stumped me now. Oh come on, you're <laughs> a pro. You're I a pro. I have a million workouts in my head, and now I can't think of any. <laughs> um, so uh, yesterday I did a really good one. So I did um, a Remembrance Day workout, and that was eleven rounds of eleven burpees, eleven kettlebell swings and 11 ground to overhead with the kettlebells so touching down on the floor and up to the ceiling 
So yeah, 11 rounds of that was really good. So 11 of each thing? Yeah, so 11 burpees, 11 swings, and then 11 grounds overhead, 11 times. Right, okay. There you go to Josh. I want a video of that on Insta and by that, the end of the night. About, that took about 25 minutes. So if you're looking at an hour, Josh, you could go out for a run after that as well. Look at him. He's well up for it. <laughs> Brilliant. Ace. Right, Sarah, if people want to find, well, firstly, how do they find Park Run? What's the details, the best way to get hold of their local Park Run and find out information about that? So go on the Park Run website and just have a little search. You can search for your local Park Run. I think you can put your area in and it will tell you your most local one. And how easy is it to print off barcodes and all that sort of stuff? Really easy. So you just register your details. It's completely free. And then you'll be set up a profile where you get a little barcode give it assigned to you and that's your number forever. And then going forwards, um, I mean, if, if part run is the same as we've been doing, then you print, print your barcode off and you just take it with you to every single part run. Where do I get the little plastic barcodes that I can put on my lace? Yeah, so they're on the part run website. So part run have a shop. Uh, and that's one of the ways that they try and keep Park Run free is to obviously sell merchandise and those kind of things. So you can get tokens with your barcode number on so you don't lose them. You can get wristbands. Yeah. Yeah, because mine, mine's ended up in the wash on a, on a regular <laughs> basis. So I have to print them off. Laminate. Someone did, yeah, someone did offer to laminate for me, but they never did it. So I'm going to have to get, uh, get a little one yeah. from that. Sure, I am. Um, I, I remember my very first pot run barcode. I just covered. I didn't have a laminator, so I just covered it all in sellotape. It worked the same. I thought you were going to say clean film or something like that. <laughs> sellotape is a good option. Um, I'll go with sellotape. Quite often, people put them in the back of their phone cases, so they've always got them on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, fair play. And if people want to get a hold of you on Insta or check you out on Instagram or, or Facebook, what's the best way? <laughs> Come uh, on, go all Vicky Ledbury on us. Show us how it's done. Um, so my Instagram, I think, see, I'm just, I'm not cool with the kids. I'm not done with the kids. Oh, I, think, I don't believe you. <laughs> so I think it's Sarah underscore Ashby, A-S-H-B-Y. Right, wicked. Josh, what about you? You name me. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come on, give it you to me. I like it when you say it. No, you don't. You always get me to do this. You, I'll tell you what, you tell me what it is. I think it's J-M Ski, I say it, it? One, two, three. Ah. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Wicked. And um, Sarah, have you uh, made your account private so you can, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? As uh, new people try to... Green and... check. Yeah. The, what, my, what my Instagram account. Yeah. You yeah, I've, that... got, I, I've got it private just because I've got lots of stuff with the kids on there. Oh, but, yeah. But oh. if I know you, I'm happy to accept you. <laughs> so if, if for any reason you want to follow me, if my life is exciting enough... They want to see yeah. your uh, fancy leggings. Yeah, just, yeah, hop on, have a little look. <laughs> Josh is going to do your uh, 11 by 3 workout in a minute and then stick that on Insta. So we'll yeah, like, you've got to find Josh before well. you go to bed. Yeah, I know. I, do you know what, right? I was just contemplating. I should have ran tonight and I haven't ran yet because I finished work late and haven't done anything yet. And I'm like, looking at the time, I haven't had tea yet. I'm thinking... Just go get a jacket I... potato and have done with it. Yeah, but I, I'm thinking, do I just sack the run off, right? So here we go. Like, let's put it out there to the panel. So you two are the panel. So do I sack off the run tonight and then get up extra early tomorrow morning and go even further than I was? Or do I get, still go tonight and then obviously still get up in the morning to run tomorrow? 
I would say my right. I'll go first. Um, I would say never chase a missed training session. So if you miss it, you miss it. That's life. Go on in. No, on. let me finish my I've, sentence. I've missed it yet. I've missed it yet. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go and have a jacket potato. Put your feet up. Spend it with your good lady, and then just get up in the morning and just run as far as you feel you can run in the morning. So, I have there. to agree. I definitely. Oh, there you go. Look. See. I think jacket potato sounds like a winner. Spending time with the lovely Hannah also sounds like a winner. And I just think just write it off today. What are you going to yeah. gain? What are you going to gain? Yeah, very true. I know time's getting on now. I might just leave it to the morning, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go and have your jacket potato. Oh, this is what I mean, Nate. I, I have, before, I, I sort of like what I said about the whole acceptance thing earlier on. I, I still, I kind of like have come at peace with myself because... I have like not put any pressure on myself to kind of go out running and everything else. However, the competitiveness in me kind of does. I, I, I basically said in lockdown, one week I will be top of like the lead, the running leaderboards on Strava for the clubs that I'm associated with. And at the <laughs> moment, I'm like second place. So I'm like, in which club? Which one are you going for this week? Wow, Active Soul and Fit Quest. Yeah, but if you go Active Soul, so. Right. This is my opinion on the, the leaderboards. And Sarah, you can put your, your two pence in those as well. It's a pointless leaderboard. Because, oh. ev- because every mile on that leaderboard is different for everybody. There'll be yeah, people true. out there going to do the quickest 5K in lockdown, and they'll be just running short, sharp interval sessions with the old long run. Or you'll get a donut like me who's just going to go out and plod 56 miles this week. So you're going to have to do that to get top of the leaderboard. It's, every uh, mile is different. I, I, don't, know, I don't I think it's the right comparison to, to make. I know, I know, I know. And your point is very valid and very good, but that's something then that motivates me. To, that, that's something then I look at that will then just motivate me to go out and do a bit more. You're right, you're right. Because I often sometimes look and I think, I know that I would have covered that distance far quicker than those other people or whatever else. But that's that's not the point I'm... I'm putting all of that aside and just saying, oh, I'd be nice <laughs> up there and at the top of the leaderboard for at least one week during the lockdown. And you're right, normally I never take any notice of these sorts of things, but I'm just like keeping an eye on what other people are doing. But see, the, the difference doing. between me and you is, the difference between me and you is, I know how to plod, you don't know how to plod. So I will go out and do a 10, 10 minute miles for 50 odd miles where you'll try and do them in eight-minute miles, and then you'll bust your body up. Sarah, I tell, always, him. I, tell him. Yeah, definitely. And I always think, like tonight, what are we, half past eight now? So I just think, are you going to get closer to that leaderboard if you go out and you, you've had a long day, you might be tired, your body isn't well-rested, versus go and have your tea, go and have a chill, wake up refreshed tomorrow, actually, which is going to get you closer to the top of that leaderboard? Yeah, you uh, you both give us some very good advice. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not going to take on board. <laughs> I think in a minute we're going to see you on Strava outrunning. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. It is all about quality over quantity with sessions. I completely agree. Um, but yeah, I'll be going out in a minute anyway. <laughs> I'm joking now. Wait, I am going to save it for the morning, yeah, because time, time's getting on now. It's been a long day, so I think definitely... See, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't class any miles as junk miles. 
I think every mile has a, a purpose done if you go out with the right attitude. Yeah, but yeah. there's sometimes there's just no need to go out and do it at all. Yeah, it's a very good point. Yeah, yeah. definitely. No, I you think, don't, I think you, you, are... you don't sound convinced. No, no, I'm definitely no, I'm definitely not going to go out. No, I am. I am just thinking. Yeah, you are. You are definitely right. You're definitely right. But I just had it in my head that I was going to get running today and then I've just now got to come up, have that acceptance that that's not now going to happen and I just need to move on, yeah, which I will do in about 30 seconds time. I'm just, just having a little like, you are both right, but I still want to do it. <laughs> but yeah. Right. Thank you very much, Sarah, for coming on. I appreciate you spending an hour with us this evening and um, telling everybody about part running stuff. Um, when it actually gets up and running again, when the guidelines have all sorted uh, and we've got a bit of a time scale of when it might be back, if we can get you on again, yeah. just so then you can inform everybody how it's going to look and what the yeah, process is going to be. Yeah. It's going to be a totally different landscape, isn't it, I think? Yeah, it's just... The world we live in is just weird at the moment, isn't it? I think everything's very different. Will it will it ever be the same? I hope so. Well, I keep talking about this new um, vaccine and all this sort of stuff, but I don't know. I think we just uh, acceptance is a very good word for this uh, this week's pod, and I think we just got to yeah. accept what, what's what's going on and, and crack on. Yeah. And don't yeah. waste your time and energy on anything other than controlling the controllables. Oh, good. Check You're him good. out. Gosh check him out right thank you very much sarah really appreciate it you have a lovely Bye. evening josh yeah, you go you, and enjoy your uh jacket potato in uh, some time with your good lady yeah will do yeah lovely to see you sarah thanks very much for your time it's been great nice to see you guys um if you are listening to this on apple um uh, rate subscribe do all that jazz get us up the list and more people find us that would be good uh if you've got any questions just drop them towards Josh, JM Ski123. Hey, I remembered. <laughs> See? Um, or Active Souls Podcast at gmail.com. Wicked. Right. You two have a lovely uh, evening. Enjoy the uh, weekend that's coming uh, uh, up on us. And I'll speak to you all soon. Oh, take care, guys. Cheers. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.